I know people tell you, oh, look at your credit score. I'm telling you, don't look at your credit score. Don't the lie. reason why is because your credit score, when you question, when you look at your credit score, how do you feel? Uh, it, 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 I feel down. Okay. When you feel down, do you want to do anything about it? No, I try to run. I try to run from it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. And I try to run from it. it. And that's, that's what, what I've done. It is. Your credit report will give you actionable things that you need to do to pivot your score in the right direction. So when you're looking at your report and you actually start taking those action, what will happen? It will start pushing up your, your score. Welcome to the Black is the New Rich podcast. This is episode 13. I'm your host, Corey Cash. And this is a very important episode. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I needed help when it comes to credit. That's knowing credit, how it works, and actually fixing my own credit. So I had to search for the expert. And I got her, her I got her here today. And her name is Portia. Please introduce yourself fully. Hi, everyone. And I'm so excited to have this conversation because I love speaking about credit. Because credit is so important. And I know that a lot of us were sleeping on the power that credit has. So my name is Portia and I am a mortgage agent. I'm a credit repair coach. I am also a nonprofit. I have a nonprofit organization and everything that I do is just to feed my nonprofit, which is about helping the youth to level up. So how do we help the youth? We have to first help ourselves, which is the adults, because we are the people that the youth are looking for, looking to. So if I can impact the adults with the resources that they need to level up in their life, then they can help their kids, right? And we can help the next generation to be better. So that's what it is. And I love working with women. I love community building because that's what it is. Helping my community is very, I'm very passionate about that. So I'm hoping, and I know I don't even need to hope. Okay. (laughs) I know that by the end of this, you guys are going to take so much from this because credit is the key to life. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) So before we get into it, I just want to know, um, with all your life experiences, Mm -hmm. what is the best advice that you've gotten in your life? And what is the worst advice that you got in your life? The best advice I got in my life is to trust God, okay? To trust God with everything, to trust God with all of me. Because, you know, and the worst advice is wait seven years for your things to disappear of your credit, okay? And run away (laughs) from collection calls. (laughs) That is the worst advice I ever got because you know what? I took that advice, I listened to it, I did that, and it actually ended up being worse for me, right? So a lot of times we got to listen to people. We hear things from people, our family members and everybody, but we take things with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, you're the one that it's going to cost. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So let's get into the lead up. You're you're in the financial services. Like where did this start for you? Oh, where did it start? So my story, I used to have horrible credit. I was, I'm not embarrassed anymore, but (laughs) I used to have horrible credit. So I used to have a credit score of 400. Okay. I was in the 400 club and it was embarrassing. And I always tell people, I am the one when collection people call, I am running away. I used to be a runner. Okay. I think I was even faster than Hussein Bolt when it came to collection calls. Okay. And even lying and, oh, you know, changing your name. All of us, I know all of you guys can relate. Changing your voice, pretending like it's not you when they know that it's you. Okay. And that's what it was. I was a runner. And then when I started working at the bank and I started really helping, I used to do underwriting for credit and loans. And I'll be sitting there underwriting deals. And I'm, I remember, you know, 
We got to be transparent, okay, and vulnerable here. I remember I used to laugh at clients who had bad credit. <laughs> and I'm sitting here with 400, and I'm laughing at somebody because, nah, 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 I'm going to be declining <laughs> you because your credit is bad, right? And then I'm sitting, one day it clicked for me. And I'm like, you're laughing at them but you have it worse than them, okay? So you need to do something about it. So I made it. If you guys are enjoying the episode, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you. Decision one day that I was going to fix my credit so that I can have some peace of mind in my life because I needed, I remember I needed, I, I didn't want to take OSAP, so I wanted to get a student loan and I went and they declined me. And because of that, I could not go to school for that semester. Wow. Right. And that cost me something. So I'm like, you know what? What can I do? So I made a decision since I have the opportunity here underwriting deals and really understanding how lenders think about credit and how lenders are really using credit to make decisions. I started to learn. I decided to learn. So every time I'm learning, what is this? What is that? I started, just had the desire to learn and to do better for myself. So then once I started learning, a lot of us, we like to learn, but we don't like to take action. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's just be frank. We like to learn, but we don't want to take action. But then I started to take action. And the more I took action and I started, you know what? I thank God I had taken care of my collection debt. So I didn't have collection, but I had other debts that were hindering me right? Other debts that I ignored. So I started to tackle them. Okay, let me pay this. Let me pay that. One thing I used to abandon, a lot of us, our phone bills have landed us in bad credit, okay? Mm -hmm. Because we don't pay it, right? Because our credit card is important, but our phone bills are not important. So it's like, you know what? Who cares? Rogers and Bell can get their money next month. Yeah. But then when you're seeing that, they're reporting you as not paying. So then I fixed, I used that and then I took that in my hands and I started to fix my credit. And then I started to see the impact. I went from five, 400 to 500 to 600 to 800 to 900. 900 That's the highest my credit ever was. Geez. And I started to really understand. And I, you know, I started to understand how does these people calculate credit? So I started to study each, there's five categories. I started to study each category and then I started to use those categories to really impact my credit in the right way. So right now I can, you know what, even if I have a credit of 700, I know why, why my credit is like that because I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. what I need to do to get me to what I need to be. Okay, amazing, mm -hmm. wow. So first of all, I just wanna like, I wanna, I'm gonna ask you questions on what you just said, but yeah. I, let's start basic. What is credit? Okay, so one thing, credit is borrowed money. And I always say this, a lot of y'all don't know what borrowed money is, okay? Borrowed money means you borrow it, somebody is lending you money, and then you have to pay it back, okay. right? A lot of us, we have people calling us for 10 years, still asking for that $200 they borrowed you, right? And that's what it is. You have to pay back. So it's money that they borrow you for for products and services and even for credit cards for loans with the intent that you are going to pay it back. So they are trusting you with their money. They are actually assessing your risk and saying, you know what, we can trust this person. They have a good character. But then when you don't pay, you are showing them that you cannot be trusted. Mm -hmm. And that's what credit is. Okay. It's borrowed money with the intent that you going to pay it back. But people don't like to pay people. <laughs> okay, so what I'm hearing is that basically like your credit score 
is from your credit like report. Yes. Right. So is that just it's just um, a calculation of your behaviors? Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's about. Yes. Yes. And I and that's the thing. And all, one thing that I always tell people is, you know, when we're talking about psychological stuff, right? Because when we're the, what we focus on is what is either going to impact us in the right direction or in the negative. Okay. But when we're looking at credit, credit is something that you take action on to make it better. If it's not, and even if you have it and it's great, you still got to keep on checking it to make sure that you are maintaining that. So a lot of times people look at their credit score, and I've been really teaching. Teaching people, I know people tell you, oh, look at your credit score. I'm telling you, don't look at your credit score. Don't look at it. Don't ever look at your credit score. And the reason why is because your credit score, when you question, when you look at your credit score, how do you feel? Uh, I feel down. Okay. When you feel down, do you want to do anything about it? No, I you try to run. I try to run from it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. And I try to run from it. it. And that's, that's what, what I've done. It is. And that's what it is because your credit score is just a number. Mm. Your credit report is the actionable things because it tells you why that score because your credit report is what will make the score. So your credit report will tell you how are you behaving on these things? It gives you actionable. So it will tell you, have you missed payments? How is your utilization? Are you using too much? And it even will tell you the percentage of utilization that you are in that you should be staying out of, right? So your credit score will give you your credit report will give you actionable things that you need to do to pivot your score in the right direction. So when you're looking at your report and you actually start taking those action, what will happen? It will start pushing up your your score. So that's why, because of psychologically, if you look at the score, you're going to get angry. You're going to be like, you know what? It can't be fixed anyway, so let me just leave it. Or you're going to remember what your mom or somebody told you that Mm -hmm. seven years is going to fall off. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, okay, who cares? I don't need credit. So that, but then it comes back to bite you. So look at the report because that's where lenders are looking at. That's okay. the behavior and the character that they're looking at. I look at my credit score on Credit Karma. Can I find the report there to te- tell me these actionable steps as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, credit wow. Karma is also because when you open up your Credit Karma, I have it too. Mm-hmm. Credit Karma has your credit report section and it also has your credit score section. Yeah, because I only go to just check my score. And, yes, but that's because that's what you have in your head that you need to be looking at. Okay. So it has both things, right? And the thing about Credit Karma, Credit Karma will give you information about TransUnion. In Canada, there's two credit What, what is TransUnion? TransUnion is a bureau. It's a credit bureau okay. that manages your stuff. Okay. So there's Equifax, which is another one, and there's TransUnion. Credit Karma will give you information about your TransUnion credit. Whereas Borrowell or Mogo, those are other free services, mm-hmm. they will give you your information about your Equifax. Okay. Right? A lot of times we just look at one score and we never look at the other. So there's multiple scores? There's two credit companies that people are reporting to. And a lot of times you can probably open your Borrowell or your TransUnion, your TransUnion and Equifax, and you see that the credit scores are two separate. They're different. Mm -hmm. You're just like, okay, how come my score is different? Because each person is being, there's certain things that you have that are reporting separately from each other. Okay. So let's say with banks, you know, TD will report to, let's say, Equifax, whereas BMO will report to TransUnion, right? So, so they see different scores. They see different. That's what they're pulling. So they're seeing different 
scores, right? You will see different scores okay. because if not all your credit products are on on each, both of them together, then the scores are not going to be. And then all of them also have different algorithms of what there is that they're looking at. Okay, so there's mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that There's a lot of stuff. So make sure you're only you're not looking at just your TransUnion or you're not looking at just your Credit Karma, your but Equifax. you're looking at your Equifax, which is your Borrowell. Okay. But the thing too is like, you know, all these free services are great but a lot of times when you're focused on your score when you go on to credit karma or borrow well those free services the scores are not always as updated as if you actually go to the main source mm, right okay. and then also if you know one thing that i keep on telling people is you know people are like oh all of a sudden my bank gives me access to my credit score the reason why is because your bank has always known your credit score because uh, they're consistently checking, especially when you have products with them to see what your risk tolerance is. Mm -hmm. And that's how they're able to even give you pre-approvals. A lot of times you'd be sitting there, oh, you have a pre-approval this. is because they're consistently there. So now they're sharing that information with you. So when you go into the app, you can see your credit score mm -hmm. and your credit report and that's in the app. That's accurate because that's straight from TransUnion oh, okay. or straight from Equifax, depending on the bank that you're with. Okay. Right? So that is what it is. So that way you're consistently checking it and you're consistently being updated. But the only thing I caution is that through your bank app, they only give you for three months. It recycles every three months. So okay. let's say you go in there and you're like, oh, my credit is 800. And then you go next to go with my credit is 800. It's not that accurate because they stamp it from the day that you click it and it gives it to and you. Then the and months. then it re recycles every three months. So okay. that's why it's really important. And then one thing too is, you know, in Canada, as a Canadian, you do have access to your credit report. They give you free Every year you have access to get a free report from TransUnion and Equifax, okay. right? Because if you're focusing on your report, once you get those reports, you get to know, are there any errors on here? You get to really take a fine tooth comb and just go through it. Make sure there's no errors on it because if there's errors and you're ignoring it, then you have bad credit because of somebody's error. error. Yeah. Okay, cool. So help me out. I met, I personally, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I messed up my credit very young, mm -hmm. especially when I was just getting into college. So I have some things on my collections, uh, student loans that still need to be paid. Where mm -hmm. am I starting? Where do you start? Yeah, where in, do I how start? Do you, like, st begin to fix this. Okay. So the thing is, we can't start something that we don't acknowledge. Okay. Right. And it's good that you are talking about the fact that being transparent and saying, I done messed up. Right. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. And that's where it starts for you to say, you know what? What is going on? How can I fix it? Right. So you go and you look at the reports and you see what is going on with my credit. Start writing it down. And then you okay. start looking at, okay, if I need to pay collections, okay, now, what are some strategies that I can put in place to address this? Okay, okay if I have a collection debt, can I call and maybe negotiate, mm -hmm. right? Negotiate. And one thing too that I find when it comes to collection debt is a lot of, you know, this is something that just through my research I had to discover. A lot of people don't know this, right? When you get a letter from the collection agency, you have a right to write them back and tell them to validate the debt. And if they can't validate as in, if the, let's say they send you a letter saying that you owe $200,000 $2, with Rogers, 
You can write them back and say that, can you please validate where this debt is coming from? And they have to write you back. If they don't write you back after a while, they have to delete it. Oh, wow. Okay. They have to delete it because... Remember, with OJ, if the glove don't fit, you must <laughs> you must acquit, right? Yeah, if yeah. the glove don't fit, you must acquit. If you can't, because you're coming to me and telling me I owe. Yeah. I don't remember this debt. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't remember this debt. So if you can't validate it, yeah. Then we, I don't know, who, I don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> no, okay. like you can't come to me and say you owe me something, but then you can't give me a reason or you can't give me a receipt yeah. to what it is that I owe, mm-hmm. right? So that's the thing, because a lot of times, even when it's not ours, it comes and we're like, oh, it's okay, it's in collections, I'm just gonna run away. No, you have to validate. You have to write them and ask them to validate the debt, and you can only do that when they first met. Write you a letter. Okay. You have 30 days to respond to that letter. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Because that's during that time before they actually hit your credit with it, right? Okay. So you called, you write them back, write a letter stating, stating that you should validate. And this information, if you go into the Canada.ca website, it's on there. When you type in your credit report, it's a government thing. It's on there. Okay. But a lot of people don't know this. Okay. Right? So you get to know that. Right now, you can't validate because it's past the time. But still, even going through and seeing, are there errors on my credit that I need to address that maybe might get that taken off? Okay. And how do you dispute an how error? How do you dispute? You write a letter. Okay. Right. So I have some dispute letters that I, you know, I help my clients. Right. So you write a letter okay. and you tell them, you know what, this is what it is. I have a template. Yeah. But and then you mail it to them. OK. Right. And then they have to respond. If they don't respond then it's from the time, then they have to delete it. Wow. And have you heard of um, um, clients getting their disputes deleted because they didn't respond in time? People get it deleted. There's so many, but that's the thing. And even sometimes when you're looking on your credit and you're seeing incorrect names, incorrect addresses, mm-hmm. incorrect, all of those things, if you go um, write them a letter and say that this is not my name, yeah, right? Because remember, the names that are on there are names that people are, when people type in things, yeah. right? So if they make a mistake on your name, it becomes an error and sometimes it can affect you when you Negatively. go to get things to borrow stuff because mm. it's like okay why does this person have so many names like mm. why is that name this why is that right mm. so it can affect you because of let's say a lender or a service provider putting in incorrect information mm. so you have to go on there and have them write a letter and state you know what this name is not my name this is not my name this is this or this is not my address mm-hmm. Right. These are incorrect information. And sometimes by writing that letter, sometimes you can even they can even delete things that are in collections that are attached to those addresses and those names. Oh, wow. Right. So you have to dispute and you have to be also even if they write you a letter back and you say they say, oh, this is valid. You write them again. Okay. Right. Because it's about persistence. The Mm. more you are persistent. So if they uh, like validate your credit. mm -hmm. uh, what like what's the next step after that there's another round so there's like different methods of um disputing right but you just got to be this persistent with it right but even contacting the collection agencies and even as low as even doing um what do you call it um a settlement Mm. a settlement it's, that's like it's a payment paid. plan it's paid yes doing okay. a settlement or even a payment plan okay. right so that at least you're addressing it because they pay for your debt they paid your debt or they got it for cheap or something like yeah, that yeah so basically the 
lender or the person that you owe yeah. will sell the debt to them and then now they have to collect. Oh, for a cheaper price. Oh, so that's not the- a cheaper price, but they're trying to collect the whole debt. Okay. Right? But they like they were they bought it for cheaper. Oh yeah, money. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. now they want to collect it because that's how they make their money, right? So that's why they're aggressive. Mm-hmm. That's how they, they go on like the way they go on. But at the end of the day, you also have to be stern, right? Yeah. If they're telling you that you owe this, then they must validate that. Yeah. Right. And even when you get a collection letter, make them validate it. Yeah. Right. Go to the source. And then also, even if it's um a situation where you already paid the debt long time ago and they're still coming after you, make sure we are always keeping every bill that we're paying. Keep receipts. Keep the receipt because one day if it comes back that they never got it, at least you can go and say, I have the receipt. I paid. This is an error. And they'll remove that off of your credit. Okay. Right. So okay. always keep your receipts. Even when you pay with um collection agency, you can even tell them, you know what? I'm going to pay, but I want you guys to send me a letter stating that I am able to pay this debt at this amount. Okay. Then I'll pay because then you have the receipt. If they come back and say that, oh, you only paid this much, at least you have paper documents stating that you guys agreed to pay that amount. Right. Mm. And then once I pay that amount, you can even negotiate with them. Once I pay that amount, can you guys delete this off my file? Because mm-hmm. I paid it. Mm-hmm. Delete it. Mm-hmm. Right. And he oh. can talk to them about that. Right. But it's just a lot of times we don't want to talk. And it's like, especially in it's our like community, a scary process in our community, just like, you know, just leave it. Hey, that's me. Bun them. That's <laughs> what we, <laughs> we just said, bun them, you know, just leave them. You, say, you know what? Just who cares? Just leave them. Yeah. But no, we can't leave things that's going to affect us. And the reason why, it affects us because we live in a society. North America credit is everything. Mm-hmm. You need credit for everything, mm-hmm. right? You need credit for everything, and credit is an opportunity for you to use other people's money to build wealth. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. When you're building wealth with other people's money, when you're creating legacy and generational wealth with other people's money, that is the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's what. The one percent are doing. Yeah, they're rich not because they have all the money in the world, because they know the value of credit. Of credit because they use credit to buy income generating assets. Mm-hmm. But we, especially in our community, again, we like to buy liabilities. Mm-hmm. We la- we want to buy all these the cars, things. The shoes, the clothes. All, yes, because we want. We're always seeking after status, but status ain't gonna pay your bills. Okay. Status is not going to pay your bills. Status is not going to get your children out of Jane and Finch or wherever it is that you're trying to get out of. Right. It's about education and wisdom. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says lack of knowledge. My people perish. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're perishing because we refuse. It's not that we don't want knowledge. It's because we're refusing knowledge and we're refusing to take action when we have that knowledge. Mm -hmm. That is the problem. Jeez, that's a lot. Okay, thank you. So I fully understand um, how to deal with uh, credit bureaus now, mm-hmm. like the, getting them to validate, like, you know, what I owe. Mm-hmm. Here's another myth or fact. You can tell me uh, mm-hmm. if I'm on the right path. So yeah. um, I grew up knowing that if you wait seven years, then everything disappears mm-hmm. and you'll be good again. Mm-hmm. Help me, help me out. Okay. What's going on? And there? that's what, but that's what the issue, and that's the advice that I was saying. I was told, yeah. if you wait seven years, everything will disappear. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But remember, a lot of these collection agencies, they recycle debt, they sell your debt. And sometimes 15 years later, and the same collection agency is still calling you. I actually had to take a call for somebody. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like, I just like, 
talking to these collection agencies because they're ignorant. <laughs> so we can be ignorant together. You know? yeah. <laughs> so this guy calls and he's like, oh, this and this and that. I'm like, okay. I'm like, this debt was supposed to be, it's off of the credit bureaus. Okay. It's off of TransUnion. It's off of Equifax. So why are you calling me? He's like, oh, because it's off doesn't mean that you don't have a moral responsibility to yeah. pay your debt. I'm yeah. like, you're not even supposed to be calling me for a debt that is like, you know, eight years old. Yeah. It's supposed to be. He's like moral authority. I'm like, listen, you have a moral authority not to call my phone Jeez. and collect debt that mm. was gone long time ago. Mm -hmm. That doesn't affect me. But that's the thing. That's her scare tactic. Yes. But that's the thing. I always tell people. If the debt is going to affect you in the long run, pay it. Because even after the seven years, TD still knows that you owe them, mm -hmm. right? These major banks and these major companies that we use on a daily basis that we need, pay those. If you're not going to pay anything, pay those ones. Mm -hmm. Because one day when you need a mortgage and the only person that will look at you is TD and then TD seeing that there's a bad history with them, a lot of times, you know, it's about your character. Right. Lenders measure your credit. There's five C's of credit. And the biggest one is your character. Okay. Right. Because I always tell people, you know, the let your credit report is what is dictating who you are. They don't know you. So they're judging who you are based on your credit report and your credit score. So you can't get upset when somebody's saying that you're a crook because you don't pay your bills. You can't get upset yeah, because yeah. that's, and then you, the reason why you can't get upset is because you're the one that presented this to them, Yeah. right? They're doing it based on your behavior. Yeah. So if your behavior is showing them this, you can't get upset. Yeah. You can't get upset. Fair, fair, Just fair. pay your debt and also measure what is going to affect you? Like I said, you know, this same client that I'm talking about, they try to go to Rogers to get a bill. And I told you this debt was from like 2006, Jeez. right? Jeez. Yeah. And they call Rogers to try to get a Rogers bill, to get a Rogers phone. It's not even contract. This is a month to month account. They won't get And it, Rogers said, no, you still owe us $1,200. I'm like, so... That was a long time ago. They're like, so you still owe us. When you pay us, we will give you another account. Right. Jeez, so yeah. these things, you know, when we leave things, it costs you. Mm -hmm. Right. Negligence and procrastination will cost you. Yes. Will cost you. So address it when you need to address it. Don't ignore it and say seven years. But in the seven years, you owed more than the initial one. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you look at, oh, you owed Rogers maybe $200. And then now the debt is almost 2000 because of interest and because of all the late things that have been on it. So if you leave things to You're last minute, for it later. pay it. You'll yeah. pay for it later. Mm -hmm. So if it's going to affect you, deal with it. Mm -hmm. Right. I know some credit repair people will be like, don't pay it. Just do dispute and this and that. But I say, look at it, measure what it is. If it's, let's say, payday loans, maybe you never go back to cash money again yeah right because you're done learning a lesson that you need to stay <laughs> away from them right maybe you never go back there but if it's a bank that you know that you might need their services one day pay it okay fair pay it fair okay so or settle 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 okay settlement is a payment okay so i want to know like how does like the capital one stuff work like capital mm -hmm. one cards like i tried i i didn't like I tried to get some information, like, should I get a capital one card because my credit is shot? Like, yeah. how do I go about that? So capital one is rebuilding credit and capital one is one of the easy, they're very good when it comes to helping people 
rebuilt credit. So Capital One can give you, and I see that a lot nowadays, some of the banks are starting to allow people to get secured cards. Okay. So it's called a secured What's card. What's the difference between a secured So card? there's a secured card and an unsecured. So unsecured is when you f- first got your credit card, you didn't have to put a deposit. Yeah. And they gave you, <laughs> oh, yeah. so that was unsecured. They set me up. But <laughs> that was unsecured. However, a secured card is secured to a collateral. Where they oh, yeah, say, pay the money. Yes, you give them, let's say if you want a $1,000 limit, you give them $1,000 and they will give you a $1,000 limit. Right. And they hold that collateral. And eventually, if you behave well on your card, after a while, they'll give that money back to you. Oh, okay. Right. But you have to be consistently for like, let's say, six months to a year. You have to consistently make sure you're paying your bills on time, that you're utilizing it on time, that you're doing what you need to do, because that's building your credit. Okay. Right. So if you build your credit, eventually they will give you that collateral back and turn that card into, into a secured an unsecured, one. Oh, unsecured one. It's okay. an unsecured card. Oh, right. Because okay. they're holding that money because in the event you run away, they have that money to pay the debt. OK. Another question. Are there any cards that we should stay away from? Cards? Like credit cards? You know what? I think um it all the thing about credit card is I will say if you don't know, if you don't have any financial education, if you don't know how credit cards work, mm-hmm. stay away from it. Okay. Educate yourself okay. and okay. then get those credit cards. Because, okay. you know, especially and I think sometimes too, you know, I believe that we should even have a course, maybe I'll create this, but a course for especially immigrants. Absolutely, especially Canada. Yes, a course for immigrants that come to the country. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, you know, back home, I don't know. Some people think that abroad here we're living on gold mines and stuff. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they think that's why they they think that they can call you every second to be asking and begging for money. No, we're not. Okay, people got to work hard mm-hmm. for their hard earned money. Mm-hmm. So one thing is. Um, you know, for the immigrants, educating them about how credit works, because where they're coming from, it's not a credit operating system. They don't uh, run, credit, especially Jamaica, Africa. Yeah. They don't run on credit. It's just yeah. a cash yeah, yeah. economy. Yeah. Right. So when they come here, they're like, oh, my God, like I Free can money. I can pay. Yeah. I can pay later. Yeah. So let me get in. A lot of people run up their credit. It's mm. like kids. It's like kids. I always say, you know, we need to, you know, the government needs to stop. Take these credit card things off university campuses. That's how I got mine. That's I know. That, that's because they promised mine. you like a, a $40 They're gift card. They're just in card. the hallways. Come sign up, sign up. And I signed up. And I they like, give ah. you a gift. Yeah. I remember York University, they were giving people $40 York U gift cards. And people were just... Of course, because people want to eat. Yeah. Right? And then also, even when you go to Walmart, Oh, sign up for this card, you get 10% off. People do it just for the sake of that. But people are not understanding the more you're doing all of these things is affecting in a negative way. Yeah. Right. Because every day if you go to Walmart and you say yes and they fill the card and there's an inquiry, it's affecting because it's dropping your credit. Right. Because just for 10% off, just for like $2 off or $7 off, you're going to go ruin your credit. But if you don't have the credit education, don't get credit. Mm. Okay, fair. Go online, learn about it, learn how to, to how you. it works. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Learn how credit works. Yeah. Right? Learn how credit works because that's what I want to do. I want to start partnering up with organizations to teach credit to young people starting from like grade eight. We need it. Start understanding 
how credit works because mm-hmm. we're talking about how money works yeah that's fine but we need to talk about how credit works because money and credit goes hand in hand okay fair. so that's part of financial education okay fair. understanding credit so that's what it is educate yourself before you get it because the interest rates when you rent it up and it's like 19.99 and you're crying because now you can't afford 400 or 500 dollars a month that also is eating out of your cash flow mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and low cash flow at the end of the month is why a lot of people are suffering in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So educate yourself, get to know about it before you get it. OK, dope. So talk to me about how credit utilization works. Like I've I've heard that you should only use like 30 percent of your credit, a credit card, whatever the limit is. Why and what is the actual? Yeah. Rule? You know, I love credit utilization. Mm-hmm. Right. I was able to get to that credit level that I am because of utilization. And I call that your superpower. Okay. That's okay. what I call it. It's okay. your superpower. Okay. I've been able to increase clients credit score about 50 points in less than a, in two weeks because of utilization. Okay. Wow. Right. Because the thing about utilization, let's say back in the day when I was working as a lender, right. And I'm looking at utilization. Remember lenders, the more you're using, it's not a good um, representation of you. Right. Uh Because they give you the card, they want you to use it, but they don't want you to use it too much Mm. because when you're using your card so hard, it's like you're dependent on it. You're dependent on it. Okay. Your cash stress, because is there something going on in your environment? Because a lot of times when you see those things, you can see that there is something going on in the background where somebody, maybe there's limited cash flow, why somebody has to use the so high. Yes. So you become risk risky. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always tell people, if you want your credit to go as high as you need it to go, Even though a lot of people are paying their bills on time, but they still are not um, utilizing the power of utilization. So utilization, don't use no more than 30% of your credit limit. So if you have $1,000, don't use more than $300. Wow. Okay. And what I say that also because don't use more than $300 by the time the statement prints. Okay. Meaning that... You know, everybody has a statement date. Yes. Right? So let's say in the month you use $500. Okay. Right? And you have 1000 Okay. Make sure you pay it down to two, 300 By the time. By the time before the statement prints. Because when the statement prints, if you paid it down to 300 it's not going to show 500 It's going to show 300. 300 Okay. Okay. Yes. That's my hack that okay. I always tell people. <laughs> okay. okay. That's my sense. hack that I always tell people. So that's what it is. Make sure you're utilizing your car because there's five weight categories. There's payment history, which is 35%. Utilization is 30%. There's that diverse- build your credit score. Yes. Okay. I get so it. So 30, so 35% of your credit score is your payment history. Yes. 30% of your credit score is utilization. Mm-hmm. Right. And 15% is the length of time you've had your card. Okay. Right. Okay. So the longer you've had credit history, yeah. the better it is for you the lower mm, of a risk you are because that sense. shows that you understand and you can manage credit. Makes sense. Right? And then 10% is new credit, right? Meaning that how like people are going out there and credit seeking and just inquiries, 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 right? Yeah. That affects your credit too. So okay. new credit, don't only get credit when you need it, mm. right? Don't get and start applying to everywhere because every store wants you to want to give you $25. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Every store wants to give you $25, right? And then also lastly, 10% is the mix of credit that you have. 
So like we different talk, cards? Yes. So okay. meaning diversification, not different cards per se, but different credit products. So okay. we have installment loans. We have revolving like credit. We have loans. car loans or installment loans because oh, okay. you, you have all the balance thing and then you just got to pay in installments. Okay. Right? okay. And then you have revolving credit. So those are lines of credit, credit cards. Mm -hmm. And then you have service credit which is you know your phone bills your utility bills your cable bills and those things right okay. so make having diversification of credit the same way as they always say if you're going to invest don't just invest in real estate have diversification oh i see of, okay you have to diversify same thing with the credit yes. industry Yes, because the more things that the lenders see that you have, the more trust they'll have in you, right? Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. if you've had a mortgage before, they know, okay, this person managed it well, so we can trust that, yes, they are able to manage the a trust higher, system. It's, it's, a big a, it's a character. Yeah, it's character a is number one. Character okay. is number one when it comes to lending. It's a trust because that's what credit is. Can we trust you to give you this money? Okay. Right? Because we remember banks and lenders are using other people's money to give you. Mm -hmm. Right? So when they're you, because when we put our money in the bank, we all know that they are investing our money yeah. <laughs> and giving us like little bit of percentage on interest. They're yeah. investing our money. Yeah. So when they give you credit, they're using other people's money, public money, public assets yeah. to give you. So they have to measure your risk. Yeah. Right. Because if they lose it, then now, yes, they have to sell it or they have to do that. It becomes a liability in their books okay. and nobody wants liabilities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when is the best time to pay your credit card? Because I've seen you mention like your statement date and mm -hmm. the, like the payment. Like when's the best time to pay it and how to pay it? Your The best time to make a payment is so there's a statement date and there's a due date okay due what's date. the difference okay so your statement date is when your statement prints okay your due date is usually about 21 days okay right of your card so that's when your due date is so whenever you get your um statement it will show a due date yeah and it will say show a statement date even with your phone bills okay it tells you this is when it's due and usually it's usually due before like let's say about seven businesses seven days before okay your statement prints okay right so whatever your statement prints as is what is going to be reported okay. on your credit bureau oh makes sense mm -hmm. so make sure that you're making your payments and you're making your payments and you don't even have to make your payments in full just make sure you make your payments. Yeah, how much are we paying like let's say my credit card bills a thousand dollars like how much are we paying off like is there a best way like a best amount the best amount to pay is to pay in full because okay. then you don't have okay. to pay interest okay. right but if you can't afford the full payment make minimum payments because at the end of the day you just don't want to miss a payment true so the Whatever minimum payment doesn't go against you no okay because that's a payment okay right okay if maybe you have a minimum payment but your utilization is so high that would affect you. Oh, okay. But as but it will always show that you've made your payments on time and that's what they're looking at. But I always recommend if you can make more, make it. Okay. If it's not going to hurt you, make more, but just make sure that the because all they require from you to keep a good payment history is minimum payments. And if that's all you can do, that's okay. okay. Don't who cares if your friend can make a full payment? You can do it. Do <laughs> yeah, what you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Do what you can. Okay. Do what you can to keep you still in that good status. Okay. So I've heard um uh a system like it 
for example, it's called like the authorized user. Mm -hmm. Like someone could put me or I can put, I can be their authorized user and that'll help my credit. Yeah. Does that work or how does that work? You know what? When it comes to authorized users, I know that in Canada, an authorized user, you used to be able to, you know, leverage your credit. Okay. Right. But no more, not in Canada. In the U.S., yes. Authorized users, you can use an authorized user. So right. that would be like, for example, my mom putting my mm-hmm. uh, putting me under her credit system and then yeah. that will help my credit. Yes. And but we can't do that here. You can't do that here. No. In okay. Canada, no. Right. Because they don't have any because they don't have your credit file to be able to be posting pulling. that, to okay. be pulling that. So in Canada, no. They, they I remember when I started at BMO, that's when they they kind of ended that program and that was in i'm not going to age myself but (laughs) neither here nor there (laughs) i'm not that old (laughs) but yeah so authorized users because i hear this a lot that authorized users can build credit by going on somebody's in canada no but in the u.s yes right in the u.s yes but also if let's say you're in the u.s and you're listening to this and you want to put an authorized user don't put a lemon as an authorized user, okay? Don't put somebody who's going to actually negatively affect you. Because that affects yes, yours. Yes, because, and even if you're, if you as an authorized user, right, you as the main borrower, mm-hmm. right, if you don't pay your cards right, why would I want to be an authorized user to yeah. you? Because it's not benefiting me. It's yeah. actually hurting me, mm-hmm. right? So make sure that if you're going to choose an authorized user, it's somebody that's going to actually help you not hurt you because True. if they're not managing it well, it affects you too. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. And if also the borrower is not managing it properly, mm-hmm. it affects you. And it's like, you ruin your credit and their credit is ruined. And it's like, what was the point yeah. of doing this in the first place? Okay. But when it comes to authorized user, one thing that I would say is you can actually utilize an authorized user to teach your children or their youth how to manage credit. Mm-hmm. So let's say as a parent, you can put your kid, let's say an authorized user, I think the age is usually about 13 years old that you can add. So what mm-hmm. you can do is that you can use that, even if you have like, let's say a second card, drop that card to let's say $500, okay. right? Give put your kid your... put your kid as an authorized user on that card mm-hmm. so that when they're using it, because it has their name on it, so yeah. they'll think that card is theirs. Yeah. So then that's how you can start to teach them how they can manage credit by showing them okay what is credit all about credit is borrowed money mm-hmm. so if you're gonna go and if you think that it's okay for you to spend three hundred dollars on the new jordans <laughs> then you better make sure that at the end of the month that i'm gonna take you to the bank and you're going to have to pay that bill mm-hmm. and when kids know that they have to pay a lot of times they'll say no but the reason why kids are always trying to bet, spend on all of that is because they want to use other people's money yeah <laughs> <laughs> they want to use our money but we can teach them the value of credit and also as a listener if you're in the u.s as well and you're listening you know authorized user can also be a powerful tool for your for your youth so at 16 years old you add them on there by the time they're 18 as long as you're managing the card properly they will have great credit by the time they're 18 because their credit is being built built as well Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wish they had that here. They used to, but I don't know what happened. Maybe this legality things that were happening. That, yeah. Because things always change because there was complaints or something that happened. But in Canada, authorized user does not benefit you. But in the U.S., yes, it can benefit you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned early that your credit score was 400 and mm-hmm. you got it to 900. 
how long did, is that process or how long did it take? How long did it? It didn't take long, right? It took me like about. Years? No, no, no. Oh. I think it was like about 18 months. That's it. 18 months. You got to put in the work. Well, because I'm thinking, because I'll, I'll be transparent. My credit score is 605, right? Okay. And I want it. I want it to get to that 800. But my limiting belief was, oh, this is gonna take so long. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna build my businesses out, get the bag, deal with it later. But this is my question. Though. Yes. Why please. do you want to get to 800? Why? I just feel like it's a good credit score. To no, have. but that's the problem, okay. right? Because at the end of the day, we stress over things. Because at why are we building credit? so that lenders will give us something, okay. right? So if a lender can give you something at 700 or 680, because mm -hmm. as a mortgage agent, I can get somebody a mortgage, the minimum credit score is about 680, some of them 650, Okay. right? So why are you so worried about getting 800? Because you gotta lay the brick by brick. I always tell people seven, 800 is like the vanity one. It's like, you just wanna brag and write <laughs> to say, I got an 800 credit score. But yeah. lenders don't care if you have an 800 credit score because it's not only credit that they're looking at, it's other things. Mm. So if you can get to the comfortable range for you to still benefit from the good interest rates, why do you need to just take two years and that's what I always say to people like people. I had a client call and she's like, you know, I want to fix my credit. And I'm like, what's your credit? She's like 700. I'm like, seriously? Yeah, that's not fixed. She's that's like, I want to get I want to buy a home. Mm -hmm. And somebody told me I need 850 to get it. 800 or above. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, you don't. I can get your mortgage right now with what you have. Oh, wow. Because there's other things that go into play when it comes to that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Lenders will give you, but it's just you understanding. It's about understanding what are lenders looking for because we're fixing our credit to position ourselves so that they don't see us as a risk. Okay. So if they're the ones looking at it, what are their guidelines? Okay. What are their guidelines, right? Because 605, you're closer to 650. So you work at getting to 650. And then 700. And then you work at getting to 680. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Apply for the cards that you want. Make sure you clean everything on there. Because the reason why your credit is not where you need it to be, because you need to address the credits, okay. the collections. Okay. Once you address the collections, then let's get you a secured card. Okay. And then use it properly. Get a secured card with a plan. What is your plan? A lot of us get things and don't understand. What is your plan for getting credit? Credit. Okay. Why, why do you need credit? Like, what is your plan? Have a plan okay. in life. Every decision. What's why are you doing it? Okay. Right. Because if you're using it to pivot yourself so that you can get the good interest rates, you can leverage other people's money to build wealth then that's your focus. Mm -hmm. So what credit score do I need? How do I need to position myself? How can I align myself so that I am doing the things that I need to get me to where I need to be, right? So if you get a secure card, you're not going to run it up again and run away. No, no, no. No, no. because you have a purpose yeah, for why yeah, yeah. you're using it. Because sure. eventually you want to not have a secure card. Yeah. Right? Eventually you want to be able to increase your credit. Mm -hmm. And one thing too is I coach and I teach people to build their credit so that lenders come begging them for mm, approvals, yes. for pre-approval cards and pre-approved increases rather than you calling to get those. Because when you call them, it affects your credit. Mm -hmm. But when they give it to you, it doesn't because they've already been doing that checking, right? Yes, yes, And yes, they yes. offer it to you, yes. right? So I went from $1,000 credit limit to $30,000. Oh, geez. In that 18th month yes. span. Yes. Oh. And it's, it's, it's because 
right? Because, oh, geez, because now uh, at the age I'm at, right? Uh, I'm like, if I had that type of limit, now I would know what to do. But that's the thing. But that's it requires because even like right now I can say, you know, with my business, my utilization is high, but I know what I need to do. My Mm. credit is still over seven, almost 800. Right. I know what I need to do. Right. And that's the thing. Once you educate yourself, even when you have some time where you slip, at least you know what you need to do to get yourself back there. Yes. Right. Because at the end of the day, if my credit is 700 and I can think, why am I stressing out? Yes. Why am I stressed? Yeah. I don't need to be stressed because I can still go to a lender because at the end of the day, as long as my ratios are in line, as long as my income to debt ratio is good, yeah. that's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. So you clear the debt. Okay. You got to make sure we're clearing our debt because okay. those things can affect you when it comes to approval of credit cards, approval of anything, because they okay. always ask for your income, yes. right? So you clear your debt, you kind of chip at it, but make sure that you understand so that you can consistently win this credit game because it's it's not hard okay you're just basically using it's ignorance (laughs) on my part it's ignorance to be honest it's not hard (laughs) what i always tell people is listen you can't use something that they're not using Mm -hmm. so you use what they're using Mm -hmm. to pivot your credit in the right direction so you get to know how a credit score is calculated i just gave you guys the five categories so now you're going to use the five categories to help your credit in the right way and that's what i did okay And I made and I understood the power of utilization. Yeah. Right. So when they will give me credit cards, I took it because it helped push my utilization. And then one thing, too, this is a strategy that really helped me. If you have a thousand dollars and they increase you to three thousand, still have a mindset of a thousand dollars, still use a thousand dollars. Because of utilization. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. So every time if they increase me to three thousand, I will still have it in my mind that I still have. $1,000. So Uh I will use it like I have $1,000. That way you stay away from debt. You don't push it too high. Yeah. Right. And that's what you have to do, especially if you don't understand financial literacy. Yes. First, get yourself aligned with somebody to help you (laughs) to know how money works. Right. Because money should be working for you. We're working too hard for money. Okay. When money was money is just a tool. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're allowing this tool to use us. But it's supposed to be the reverse. Let You need to learn how to use that money, how money can work for you, because money can work for you if you know how. OK. Bars. Jeez. One last question. When do we uh, when do we know to, like, cl- close credit cards? OK. So this question, don't close credit cards, especially if you've had them the longest, because remember I said oh, 15, yeah, 15% true, true. is the length of time you've had your card. Yes. Right. So a lot of people are like, you know, I don't need even if they're card. not using it. It doesn't matter. OK. Right. It doesn't matter. You have to still don't close it. Okay. Right. Start using that. Yeah. Even if it means putting a Netflix account on it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And show them that you're using it. Yeah. Right. Because if you don't, then. If you cancel up all your old cards, then there, let's say you have a card for five years and you cancel it. And now you have a card that you had for three months. They're only going to that. You just deleted the all whole that history. history. Yes. You just deleted all that history. Wow. Okay. I and get you're it. starting fresh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants to start yeah, fresh, yeah, especially yeah. in the credit game. If you're trying to utilize it for building wealth, yes, you definitely exactly. want, don't want to start fresh. So, and then also a lot of people will say, you know what? I want air miles. I have a cash back. I want air miles. So I'm going to cancel the air miles. No, call the company because you can always merge. 
to You're, a different okay. card, okay. like a, a different points card, instead of deleting it and reapplying for a new yeah, card. Yeah, then you're just resetting. Just, yeah, just call them and just have them transfer you over to that card. Wow, okay, a lot of gems. Thank you so much. I have a question that mm -hmm. I ask everybody on the okay. show because uh, in um, in the future, I want to mm -hmm. play it back and like, Portia said that, she was okay. gonna do that. Where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh. <laughs> Where do I see myself in five years? I see myself as a business owner because you know Talk what? I am tired of being self-employed, okay? Uh -huh. Because the goal is not to be self-employed. The goal is to be a business owner. So in five years, I want to really be very in-depth in helping my community, right? Talk and I them. want my credit business to be well-renowned because i want to revolutionize how people see credit mm -hmm. so that they can use it to build wealth amazing and also when it comes to my not like my nonprofit stuff i want to build schools in africa wow amazing i want to do that in five years that's one of my goals amazing right because as much as as much as we're get, it says we get but we also to whom much is given mm -hmm. much is required mm -hmm. right so with all everything that you're doing you're doing it not for you you're doing it so that now you have the opportunity to give back to help other people so we use our businesses and our wealth to lift up our community Absolutely. to lift up people and okay. that's what it's about so that's what our purpose is right service. i'm not saying that everything it's about service because mm -hmm. this is that law of reciprocity mm -hmm. right do mm -hmm. right and it's even says in the bible right it's the giving yes the blessings is I in the agree. giving right so you do other people and everything that i'm doing i don't do it for me my i always say my mission is bigger than me mm -hmm. it's about how people i can help people to really see that life is not a struggle yes. that life there's so much beauty in life only for willing to play mm -hmm. right and i always tell people the world is a playground but who's willing to play? Yeah. <laughs> Bars. Okay. Who's willing to play? You got to play. I like that. I like that. We can't that. sit on the sidelines. We yeah. can't be spectators now. Facts. You got to be in the game. I like that. Okay. Tell everybody what you got going on because I know you have some courses yes. and how they can contact you. Okay. All that good stuff. Yeah. So I honestly, I'm going to work on even... I'm trying to figure out how, like with my Instagram, how to title, because I'm doing so many things. But I am, you can find me on Instagram at Portia Does Mortgages. And in April, I'm going to be launching some courses. I have I have a credit academy coming up. So Amazing. it's the GFM Credit Solutions Academy, where I'm going to have courses. I have a coaching program coming. And one thing, too, is I have a membership program where you take the courses because we're not just create um fixing our credit just to sit down we're fixing our credit to build wealth in my program i'm going to have guest speakers from different things to come teach us how we can use our credit the new thing that we have to build wealth amazing so having investors come on having people who are doing if you're interested in crypto because i know mm -hmm. people are just think about crypto whatever it is that you're interested in we'll have somebody come on and come advise you so that as you are fixing your credit you are really seeing the opportunities that are out there to building wealth because that's what it's about okay okay dope uh one last thing do you have anything else to say to anyone no thank yeah. you anything else to say to anyone yeah. <laughs> that's a hard <laughs> you know what all i have to say is you know what trust in the lord do not lean on your own understanding and always consult him and he will make your path straight and that's what it is as long as you're trusting in god everything that you're doing because even like i told you before i never you know maybe i shouldn't say this but i, I always allow you know god what should i say 
what should I do, mm-hmm. right? And if he's the leader of your life and if he's the one that's guiding you, life will never be hard. Jeez. You will always win. Jeez. We're leaving on that. Episode 13, Black is doing your rich with Portia. Thank you so much for your yes. time. <laughs>